Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Brackets. The show that dives behind the scenes and explores the personal journey of software developers. Meet your host, Andrew Trujillo, as he dives into today's remarkable story. Hello and welcome back to Thinking Outside the Brackets. I'm your host, Andrew, and today I thought it would be sort of a good time to go into my story some more and talk a little bit more about me. I did not take the time to schedule a guest as my schedule has been a little bit erratic since I've started my new job. As some of you may know and some others may not know, I actually started as a administrative assistant for Colorado Mesa University and I have been spending the last month sort of getting acclimated and used to that environment and kind of learning how I fit into everything. And it has been a very taxing journey mentally and physically. On top of that, I have continued to operate Trujillo Media. But that being said, something was going to have to give at some point. And in this case, it was the podcast and my social media presence, particularly as it pertains to Twitter. So I've spent the last month kind of a wall of sorts, and that is disappointing for me because this podcast has been very fun for me. And even now, to be 100 percent transparent, I don't feel entirely like recording this podcast, but I know that on July 1st, you'll come looking for this podcast and I want to make sure that I deliver. I have developed a sort of, I guess, almost like a cult following at this point, very small group of followers that are just dedicated and kind of consistent for me. And to you, I thank you. You know who you are. I appreciate you. But if we're ever going to grow, I do need to focus on making sure that I'm giving this the best that I can. And that means showing up even when I don't want to. And that's a good lesson for today, which is motivation is often thought of as something that is, I don't know, you know, like the eternal fountain of youth or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? It's like this magical thing that's going to solve all of our problems. But I think what people misunderstand about motivation is that it is not always present. And the most successful people in this world know that. And despite that, they are still showing up every single day. And when they don't show up, they make sure to show up the next day. Because what it really boils down to is not motivation or inspiration or anything that you can think of along those lines, because those are temporary feelings. And that's all they are is feelings, emotions. What it really boils down to is when you're looking whatever it is in the face and you're staring at that beast that you don't want to conquer, what are you going to say? 
Are you going to say to yourself, I will step forward even though I don't want to? Or are you going to turn? Or are you going to swipe that next TikTok video? Or are you going to go play video games? Or are you going to go even read a book instead? You know, go read some fantasy novel instead of taking the time to do what you really need to do to further yourself and help yourself grow. You need to ask yourself that. A few episodes ago, I spoke with Dan Hampton on the podcast, and we were talking about Atomic Habits. Now, at the time, I had not yet finished the book, but as of today, I have finished the book. And one of the biggest things that I took away from that is if whatever action you are about to take if that action is not in the interest of the person that you are trying to be then it is the wrong action to take and you need to say that out loud and you need to hear yourself admit that you are walking the wrong path for where you're trying to go and that right there that's a hard pill to swallow I'm sitting here thinking about all the times that if I had just told myself out loud that you are walking away from who you want to become, how much better off I would have been for having taken the moment. Well, for for having taking taken the time in that moment to tell myself that it would have been revolutionary would have been absolutely crazy ridiculous change in my life instead I often took the easy route and I did not place my goals in the path of the easy route so it made it really easy to walk away from my goals over and over again (sighs) but today I am not taking the easy route Today, I am taking the route that challenges me and that forces me outside of my comfort zone. It forces me to have this one-sided conversation with you. It forces me to sit down and man up and handle my business. And so here we are. So I hope you are able to find a way to push through your plateau or your barriers or whatever is holding you back from being who you want to be. And it doesn't have to be a 10 year thing. Who do you want to be tomorrow? Ask yourself, who do you want to be in six months? Who do you want to be in a year? One week? Are you happy with that person? Is that someone you can be proud of? And if it's not, then what are you going to do about it? I've often said that the individual that complains about their dreams and chooses to do nothing to chase after them deserves no sympathy. Only those that fight for their dreams are allowed to complain about it. And I'll let you in on a little bit of a secret. People who fight for their dreams don't complain about fighting for their dreams because they are fighting already. They are already pushing towards what they want. It's only the people that still dream about fighting for their dreams, but not really willing to put in the work. 
Everybody wants to be muscular or skinny or fit or rich, but nobody wants to work those 12 hour days grinding. Nobody wants to take the time to learn investments, to build up a real estate portfolio, to spend the hours in the gym, to say no when presented with ice cream or cake, to say yes only when and only when the path in front of you leads you to who you want to be. And that's a sort of grit and willpower that you don't see. Not anymore. Or did it ever really truly exist? Or do we just glorify that it existed at one point? It's hard to say. But I implore you to do some internal research within yourself and sort of discover who it is you truly want to be and ask yourself what it's going to take to get there and whether or not you're willing to be a fighter to get there. Think about that a little bit. While you're thinking about that, I want to wrap back around to what I had previously started with, and that is my new job. My new job is as a, as an administrative assistant, and it's pretty fun. And for those that are interested, I'll tell you a little bit. I work in sort of a, I guess, corporate-esque environment to a certain degree, but because it is a college, it is not quite full on proper like I think a corporate environment might be truly. Then again, I don't have a lot of experience, so it is hard to tell. But the biggest thing for me is that it really opens my eyes in the inner workings of how an office works. Now, leading up to actually starting the position, I really had no idea what the heck an admin assistant would be doing, much less what I would be doing. Anything that I watched on YouTube or researched on Google or saw on TikTok, it was all over the place. It was people taking notes to people cleaning up the common areas. And uh, it kind of just fluctuated quite a bit and I never really found a solid answer. And then when I started working, I realized that some of that was true and some of it wasn't. For example, I'm not expected to clean up any common areas, but I am expected to record meeting notes. There's a weekly manager's meeting for the department leads where I'm responsible for delivering meeting minutes for that event, which I am not a great note taker by default, but I'm growing and I'm learning and we're getting there. And then on top of that, there's other things, processing some miscellaneous invoices that don't go to accounts payable. And then there's sort of researching purchase orders, making sure that we're paying people what we're supposed to be paying people, creating reports for work orders. 
making sure that the work orders that are getting submitted are worth being submitted. Sometimes I can field a few of those and solve things a lot sooner. And we don't actually need, for example, a plumber to go out to repair something. It's as simple as just turning the switch and turning the water off. And I know that sounds silly, but I've already seen ridiculous things in the last four weeks. So it's not that totally unheard of, I would say. All of that being said, though, the biggest thing is I'm sort of a catch all for any work that doesn't have a specific home. And what I mean by that is I take care of just about anything that needs taken care of. And that creates a small dilemma. Tripping over my words now. That creates a bit of a small dilemma because it makes it where I'm not certain what I need to be doing sometimes. But it's nice because coming from restaurants, it allows me to have a little bit of creativity with my day and not really know totally what to expect as the day goes on. And that is something I really appreciate because I need some change in my life. Otherwise, you know, it might get a little too boring, I guess. And I really don't want that to be the case. Outside of that, though, I really do enjoy the job. It's a very fun environment. And what's more is I actually have the opportunity to work on a portion of the website for the college because each department manages their own web page. And I'm attending a class here soon, first week of July, where I will be able to learn how to use their um, software for their websites. And then I can go in and I can make adjustments and change things and make the web page for our department look very nice. And that's something I'm very familiar with because, well, as you know, I do web development outside of being an admin assistant. So all of that is really comfortable and I'm looking forward to doing that when the time comes. There's a long weekend for the 4th of July coming up, so I'll have a four day weekend to kind of rest and recuperate and prepare for the rest of July, which their fiscal year is set up from July through June 30th or 31st. I actually cannot recall how many days are in June. But uh, it goes from July 1st of, for example, 2022 to the end of June 2023. And side note on that, I think that's kind of weird. I don't understand why the fiscal year would be set up outside of the normal January to December. I feel like it just makes things more complicated, but I I don't know. Maybe that's just something I don't understand because I'm not, you know, a um, CPA or anything like that. So maybe that's what it is. But if anybody actually knows why a company might choose a fiscal year outside of January to December, do let me know. Comment on. Can you comment on Spotify? I don't know. But if you can comment, if you can't comment, then tweet me and tell me because man i am i am curious and i don't actually know the answer but it's also one of those things where i don't care enough about the answer to go search it out myself so it'll be one of those things that kind of never gets addressed again probably until one of you tweet me you should tweet me though and let me know if you know the answer to that
if there's a CPA listening to this. But if there's not, oh well. Oh, what else has been going on? I recently discovered that my partner, CJ, full name, Cassie Joe, it's a beautiful name, isn't it? I recently found out that CJ has expressed some interest in helping me and Adriana take care of some things with the business. And so we've recently brought her in as the office manager slash director of operations. We're still kind of deciding on where she's going to fit the best. It's a, you know, small operation here. So it's we're we're not really too hung up on the title of it. Um, but she wants to come in and give us a hand. And we recently had our first Saturday work day together, which was really nice because when I first set up Trujillo Media, I set us up with Microsoft and more specifically OneDrive, which the OneDrive got really cluttered really fast as it became something that I wasn't prepared to clean or keep clean. And so I did a mediocre job with it and things got double filed and kind of cluttered. So she spent a couple hours, a couple hefty hours on Saturday just going through and reorganizing, renaming and refiling our uh, online cloud, which has been phenomenal because it's something that I've wanted to do. But frankly, I just have not had really the desire to prioritize just yet. So that's been really nice. Um, she's kind of operating as an assistant of sorts in some regard where she's doing our meeting notes and she's helping us keep track of um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, to do tasks. I can't believe I couldn't remember that word. What a goof. But she's helping us keep track of things like that. And it's been really nice having her kind of present to help manage some of that. And it's been nice in general, just having a third person back in the office again since Tyson left. It's just been Adriana and I in the office kind of grinding away. And while I have a great time with Adriana and she's a wonderful business partner, the three way per or not three way. That's goofy. The three person dynamic that we had before was really, really good. And that's something that I think I really missed and has kind of been something that because there was a lack of that three person environment, I felt very demotivated since Tyson left. And, you know, I never really addressed that, but he was having a hard time and needed to kind of find a path for himself and I don't think that he was quite mentally prepared to put in the mental effort that this business was going to require and there's no way that you can really prepare someone for that either and I kind of just had hoped that he would be ready to do it and we tried. We tried to force it and make it work for a long time. And we got to a point where he just decided that he was not in a place where he could contribute and he needed to let us kind of run things and go free. And so at that point, he stepped back and relinquished his control in the company and Adriana reabsorbed his portion. 
And at that point, you know, it was highly unfortunate and we had to take some time apart to recuperate because it, it, it hurt. You know, it was a it was a deep blow for me. I really wanted us to have something like this that we could do together. I took a lot of pride in that and I took a lot of pride being his older brother and trying to help him set himself up for his future. But you know, at the end of the day, you can't make people do something they don't want to do. And as much as it sucks to hear it, it, it's, you know, he didn't really want to do it. In, in the end, anyway, he was a lot more willing that first year. But in the end, he just didn't really want to do it. And he was overwhelmed and stressed. And I think it was my responsibility as the older brother to let him let us go and not fight it. And as frustrating as it was and as heartbreaking as it was, I had to let it happen. And we did. And things have gotten better since then. And I still love him very much. And I'll still be there if he needs me. And if he comes to a point where he's ready to buy his way back into the business, I will happily sell him a share and he can come right back into the business. But at this point, you know, he's kind of doing his own thing and he's out there trying to make a buck and supporting his partner and trying to support himself in the process. And, you know, I, I can't really be mad at that because that's that's all I wanted him to do was just try to try to be good and try to take care of himself because he deserves the world. And, you know, I don't know if I tell him that enough, but he deserves the world and I love him. And I hope that he is conquering the world in his own little part of his life. If I hope he's conquering the world. I don't know. That's a really goofy way to say it. I'm just getting a little emotional, but I just think it's important that especially during June that we don't try to hide our feelings as men and we really allow ourselves to feel when the time comes. So I apologize if this is too much for any of you, but also I'm not making you be here if this is too much and I'm not going to not express myself. I, the first episode got pretty emotional as I talked about my suicide attempts, but this episode is emotional for a different reason. At least right now, it'll get lighthearted later, I think. I honestly don't know. Sometimes I just be winging this, but I really want you guys to know that I'm just here because I'm having a good time, not because I'm trying to do anything specific. I just want to make an impact in somebody's life somewhere. I want to motivate somebody to do something great. And I want to talk to myself. <laughs> Actually, I want to talk to people, but sometimes I can't always schedule a guest. And then you get another part to the Andrew story, which is here I am. So that's that's the life update after all. Now, as we move into kind of the rest of this, I want to talk a little bit about what it is to be an entrepreneur. Wow, 
that is a hard word to say what it is to be an entrepreneur. And for me, of course, we talked a little bit about that determination and grit early on the episode. But an entrepreneur for me is not only someone that has a dream or even somebody that's willing to fight for a dream, but somebody that's willing to be patient for a dream. We are in the microwave generation. And what I mean by that, if that's unclear, is when you're hungry, you can just pop something in the microwave for 30 seconds and you have a hot and fresh ready meal that is (laughs) decently tasty. And that is satiating enough for most people that you begin to expect that in life. And the example I'll use is this. Excuse me. Got a little tired here suddenly. The example I'll use is the gym because that's the most relatable answer for most people. And with that, you start going to the gym. And after one day... You're tired, you're exhausted, and you don't really have a whole lot to say about yourself. And you don't have a whole lot to see in terms of progress. But you know that you can't quit after one day, so you go a second day. And on the second day, you're even more tired because your body aches and your muscles are sore. And you think to yourself, is this really worth it? Because now it's two days and I don't see any progress and I still feel fat or lazy or whatever. There's another one. My goodness. But after one week... You feel slightly accomplished because you did your first full week. Then you finish your second week and then your third. And before you know it, you're one month in. And after four weeks of going to the gym, you start to notice small changes, small little differences in how the gym felt. You're not as sore anymore. You're not as tired anymore. You even might notice that you're starting to get a little bit excited when the gym time comes around. Now, as you go on, gradually it starts to be that you notice even more. After two months and three months, you start to feel smaller. Your clothes start to feel different. You start to hear compliments. After your first six months, you really are getting stronger. You really see the difference yourself now. And now you're motivated. And it took six months of being unmotivated sporadically before you felt 100% motivated. And I say this from experience because when I first started the gym back in January of this year, I told myself that... There's absolutely no way I'm going to see any change in the gym. I'm going to be just as weak and fat as when I started. And I said, so 
I'm going to give myself one year. If I don't see significant change in one year of consistent gym, then I will know that the gym is a scam and I'm not really going to ever see any progress and I can comfortably give it up at that point. Well, I started and I made a tracking board in Asana, started to use those project management skills a little bit. And I did the first six months, I lined up tasks and milestones for each month and each day. And every day that I finished a gym session, I would go in and I would mark the week or that day of the week complete. And then each week I would mark that complete until I got to a month and I would mark that complete. I tracked my gym activity for four, four months. That's how long I tracked it. Every single workout. I started with three because I knew that was obtainable. I knew I could handle three workouts in a week. I also knew that was enough to start seeing progress if I gave it my all. After that, I don't know. It must have been around the end of month two or beginning of three somewhere when I decided four days a week. I could handle that now. I got my youngest brother, Dominic, involved, and I got my partner, CJ. I got her involved, and we started to go as a group to increase the accountability. And I work very well when I have people counting on me. If it's just me counting on me, I'm not nearly as motivated. And that's unfortunate, but it is the truth of my life. And I leverage that to my advantage. And pretty soon I realized that I was no longer keeping track of the days in Asana. And at this point, I had gone two months without tracking. And here I was just shy of six months. So at this point, I have gone half a year consecutively. I have missed one workout. And that workout was missed because I was so incredibly sick in May. And basically, CJ had to sort of force me to stay home because I was still, to some degree, feeling like I could just push through. And she ended up calling Dominic and letting him know that I was just too sick and I couldn't do it. And it sucked and I really hated it. But I ended up going back later in the week. And I only missed one day that week and I worked hard. And since then, I have not yet missed a day. So out of my first month, three days and the remaining five months at four days, I've only missed one of those. And that is something that I can feel proud of. But I didn't get there by starting at six months. And the same thing applies to business. In the first year, we really started to establish ourselves with the community. In the second year, we've really been working to establish ourselves as professionals. And that's something I think is hard because the definition of a professional is very different between me and CJ and Adriana. We all view that word slightly different. And because of that, we have found 
each other at odds throughout the year whenever small decisions have to be made. And thankfully, that we all have a really great rapport and relationship. We're able to work through that and kind of figure out a solution or compromise when necessary. And so it never ends up being a bigger problem. But we're also willing to communicate. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't look for right off the bat when they're searching for business partners is someone that's willing to communicate and compromise when the time calls for it. And so here we are in the second year, a little over halfway at this point. And uh, well, I guess we started in February of 22, so a little under halfway. I misspoke. And so we're halfway through this year, almost we're pretty much right at a year and a half. I don't know. I'm getting all mixed up now, but we're really starting to establish ourselves and we are really starting to figure out the brand. And that has been a big thing for us is getting on point with the brand. And so we've worked through that quite a bit. We attended an expo by, what was it called? Achieve Business Systems. And that expo was very helpful and allowed us the opportunity to speak to business owners of varying sizes and sort of get the inside scoop on business to business networking and how others present themselves. And it challenged us to sort of figure out how we were going to present ourselves and because of that i think it really opened our eyes as individuals for what we were going to do next and that ended up being solidifying the brand as a whole which we i think we've done very well in recent weeks since we've gotten back from the expo after all So the point that I'm wrapping back around to is there are a lot of components required from an individual that is going to help them be a successful entrepreneur. And I'm still learning what that looks like. But number one is communication. Number two is being okay with being patient, especially when things don't work out your way. I think those two things are very important. You have to be willing to fight for your dream and have that grit. But everybody knows about that one not everybody thinks about being patient not everybody thinks about being able to be a good fluent and clear concise communicator so at that point you know think about what that looks like for you and if you are an aspiring business owner and you want to have a more one-on-one conversation to ask questions i'm happy to share the answers to my mistakes but just know that you will make your own mistakes and you'll have to find the answers to those and if you are going to be a successful entrepreneur that is the only path that you can take is the path of making mistakes and learning from them and growing from them so don't be afraid of that when the time comes now as we kind of wrap things up into this last segment here i just want to touch on one more thing and that is understanding that your health matters i briefly touched on mental health men's mental health more specifically but mental health in general matters and 
as you know, I have had my own battles with mental health and I am thoroughly optimistic that I will be able to get through my battle because it's a lifetime battle and either you eventually lose or you live long enough to tell people that you didn't lose. And I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, I don't, I want to be able to tell people that I didn't lose, that I won, that I, I beat depression truly. And I think it was CJ a few weeks ago that was telling me that even though there's not a single thing in my life that makes me feel sad, I still feel sad sometimes. And she said, that's just how depression works. And I want you to know that that's okay. Especially if you are someone who doesn't express their feelings, I want you to know that it's okay. And while I understand that you don't want to express your feelings, I do ask that one day you give yourself the opportunity to, because you might be surprised at how liberating it can be to actually get that off your chest. And that quite literally is what it feels like, is getting something off your chest. And I don't think people appreciate that enough, that it genuinely feels remarkable to lift that weight off of your body so that you can breathe and speak clearly. So I, I just wanted to touch on that briefly. This isn't a psychology podcast or a therapy podcast, but I was thinking about that as I started to overextend myself into powerlifting and business and personal relationship and, you know, taking care of uh, my mother-in-law and taking care of the business and my friendships. I just realized that I'm piling a lot onto myself and I it can very easily put myself at the bottom of that list. And if I do that, I can't help anybody. And that's not the move at all. So don't put yourself at the bottom of your list. Put yourself at the top so that you can help the people that are in the bottom of your list. The people who are all over the people that aren't even on the list yet. Help yourself first so that you can be the best person that you can be, man or woman or anything else. Be you and know that it's okay to be you. I don't want you to feel like you can't talk because that's a surefire way to get a ticket out of this planet at least for too many people. And that really hurts. But you don't have to be one of those people, and I don't want you to be. So if you are feeling some kind of way, I implore you to get some sort of help, professional or personal, and work through whatever you got going on and know that it is possible to be okay again. That most people wake up and they just feel naturally happy and that you waking up and feeling naturally sad is not a normal thing and you shouldn't expect it to be. So allow yourself a chance to grow and be healthy. That's all I ask. Oh, anyways, I've talked about quite a bit. I'm getting close to 40 minutes here on the podcast and 
honestly, it's getting kind of late. I'm about ready to go to bed. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there for the night. And I just want you all to know that, especially those recurring um, listeners, but anybody that's listening, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast, listen to me ramble and just genuinely being so wonderful. Like I tell you every time that you guys always tell me how the podcast just is so great every time I post a new episode and that you guys are really appreciating what I'm talking about. And that that's going to mean more to me than you guys, I think, will know. So keep that up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Only do it if I deserve it for real, for real. But yeah, I think that's it for me tonight. You know, hopefully I'll have enough free time to schedule in a a guest speaker on the next go round. I really would like to. Talking by myself is fun, but it's low-key kind of just like sad i enjoy bouncing off of someone and having that conversation it goes a lot quicker so hopefully i can work on opening up my schedule and scheduling in a guest for the let's see here it'll be the august episode yeah so with that i think i'm gonna sign off for the night so thank you guys for being here and uh Remember, we want to hear your stories. We want you to tell it. Every single one of your stories have a purpose. And I think there's plenty of you out there that could inspire someone that could one day be a guest on this podcast and inspire someone new. So get on here. Have some fun. Let's chit chat. I look forward to recording the next episode and preferably with a guest this time. But I I had a good time and I'm glad I took the time to record this tonight, even though I didn't initially feel like doing it. So I appreciate you guys keeping me accountable and motivated. So thank you for that. You guys have a good night and have a safe Fourth of July weekend. And I will see you guys in July. Bye.